Hey guys, welcome back to Health Tip Tuesday. Today we're going to spend some time talking about um we're going to spend some time talking about inflammation. I feel like inflammation is something that, you know, that is like in the news media and people kind of pop it off their brains and say things about it, but what does it really mean? So we're going to just kind of talk about inflammation, what the causes of inflammation are, and then just talking about foods and ways that we can decrease our inflammation by the foods that we eat. So when we're talking about inflammation, we are talking about this protective response that your body is having to something that can harm you, right? So that means that all the white blood cells in your body and all the things that are meant to protect you, they work really hard to protect you from something that's trying to hurt you, right? So inflammation can be acute or inflammation can be chronic. When we talk about acute inflammation, we are talking about something that's like short term. So it could be like we're, we have an infection or we have the flu or um, our tissues, we have an injury and, you know, and our body's trying to protect us from that. It could be when you cut your finger and the finger starts to heal. That is what it means to have an acute inflammatory response. But chronic inflammation is where we start to get a little bit worried because when you're in this state of chronic inflammation, all of the all of the cells that help with healing that we talked about with the acute inflammation they actually start to do damage because they're hanging around for too long and so what happens is is that that inflammatory switch of all that's supposed to help us it kind of think about it like it gets stuck in the on position and so with chronic inflammation the reason why that can be concerning is that, you know, it's becoming more and more widely accepted that when our body is in a state of chronic inflammation, it can, um, it can begin, it can help, um, play a role in, in diseases and disease development. So at this point, chronic inflammation has been associated with disease conditions such as um, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, um, for some people that have autoimmune disease like lupus or Raynaud's, it has been associated with um, overweight and obesity, believe it or not. And it's also been associated with some like neurological diseases. Causes of chronic inflammation may include like if you have like if you're like constantly sick you know think of somebody who's in the hospital who's having have like a chronic illness um it can be caused by food sensitivities but I, what i think is the most concerning is that causes of chronic inflammation can be associated with things that we can control so what we know is is that some of the causes of chronic inflammation is poor diet poor sleep, um, you know, the environment that we live in. But what's really scary is that visceral fat. So when we're talking about visceral fat, we're talking about fat that's usually in your midsection. So visceral fat is something that is, um, that's like close to your organs. So it would be like your abdominal fat that you have. 
But what's concerning about having visceral fat is, is that we think that that's a driver of chronic inflammation. So having all of that, um, having all that fat stored in your midsection can produce a variety of pro-inflammatory hormones, which is bad because it's going to, it's going to lead to having your body in this state of chronic inflammation. So when we're talking about like um, inflammation, the easiest low risk approach to addressing it usually tends to be with something related to diet. So you're going to hear a lot about like, and you do probably hear a lot about different anti-inflammatory diets and different anti-inflammatory foods out there. So what does that mean when we talk about an anti-inflammatory diet? Well, typically it means getting enough calories, right? So it means not underfeeding your body, but then also not overfeeding it. Because again, we know that overweight, obesity, or having, you know, a lot of visceral fat will be something that increases chronic inflammation. So it's, it means just eating enough for what your body needs, not overdoing it. Another thing that is important when we talk about chronic inflammation is eating um, foods that are low in processed carbohydrates. So what does that mean? So that means avoiding things that are highly processed, like, um, like chips and donuts and fast food, things like that, things that are going to have a little bit more stuff in it than, than it would in its natural state. And then also what will help with chronic inflammation is having a diet high in fiber. So a couple weeks back, I did an episode all about fiber. And so if you really want to dig into that, go back and listen to that episode. And I'll also put a copy of that in the show notes. But when we're talking about fiber, we're talking about things like beans and whole wheat breads and pasta and cereal. All of those things are going to help you decrease your risk of inflammation. You're also, the focus is to have foods high in mono and polyunsaturated fats. Oh my gosh, what are they? What does that mean? Well, this means like chia seeds, avocados, walnuts, olive oil, and then also making sure that you're getting enough foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. And that's going to be things like salmon and sardines and mackerel, all good stuff. And again, all of these things that I'm saying are things that probably most organizations, probably if you have diabetes and you, you know, follow a diabetes like the American Diabetes Association, it's going to be the same recommendations. If you have heart disease and you follow the American Heart Association, it's going to be all the same recommendations because it's, you know, this is just one of the, this is just one of the things that you know, all of us um, would help all of us in terms of having a healthy lifestyle. So we've talked about adequate calories, eating foods that are low in processed carbohydrates, eating foods high in fiber, high in omega-3 fatty acids, and mono and polyunsaturated fats. And then lastly, we're going to talk about foods that are high in antioxidants. So typically when we talk about this, I think most of us think of like berries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, blackberries, but this can include things like dark chocolate, kale, and beets. When you think of antioxidants, think, think of things that have like a rainbow color of foods. This could even be things that are white. So it's just 
getting a lot of color and variety from our fruits and veggies. That's what's going to give you the antioxidants. And why antioxidants are important is that when cells are damaged in our body, which is what happens with aging and all different kinds of reasons, these cells start to form free radicals and free radicals are really harmful to our body. But antioxidants come in and they protect you from free radicals. So again, just another reason why eating um, a diet full of fruits and veggies, it's just another benefit to you. It just kind of helps keep your body really healthy. So when we're talking about a diet that is, um, that is like anti-inflammatory, we're talking about, you know, you know, having about like, you know, most of your diet being based off of some kind of plant-based foods. So that's eating things like all that we talked about and then not eating a lot of animal, like a lot of animal, um, products like, um, like red meat and, um, you know, I hate to say like milk because I actually think that there's a really good benefit, but it's just not having your focus be on like red meat and animal products and really just focusing on things that are more plant-based, like the fiber and like the good fats and like the antioxidants. None of them are, um, none of them are animal-based. So, you know, by reducing your intake of processed foods and replacing them with colorful, whole plant-based foods, these are all the things that are really going to help you in decreasing your risk of inflammation. And all of these things are also going to have a benefit of also reducing your risk of many chronic diseases because your inflammation will be decreased. So that was my episode today based on inflammation. I have, I think I do have like a handout talks all about inflammation and foods that meet the criteria for an anti-inflammatory diet. If that's something that you would want, just send me a DM in Instagram. My my um, handle is at Whole Health Empower, or you can just send me an email and I'll send it to you. My email address is info at Trisha RD, as in registereddietitian.com. So thanks so much for listening today. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Take care and have a and be kind.